Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. And I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. 44 minutes of Guardians holiday hijinks. It is the second Marvel Studios special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, sharing continuity with the films and TV series of the franchise. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Yeah, and uh, I think right off the bat, we should talk about uh, that. What I've heard so far is they've really liked the numbers they've gotten off these, off previously Werewolf by Night, and now the, the early numbers for this Guardian special and are looking to do more for next year, which I'm all about. Like, you and I both grew up on holiday specials, uh, whether it was Scooby-Doo or Charlie Brown or that horrifying uh, uh, Rudolph, like, claymation thing that we used to get. Uh, (laughs) Mate, honestly, I'm just sat here waiting for you to say Star Wars holiday special. I feel as though... We have this because that exists. Even, yeah, the, even start. the opening, the opening where it's animated, but it's that old style of animation where they shot it live action and animated over the actors. Yeah, which ironically I think is easier because they're rotoscoping a film and so they have characters, they're Michael Rooker and uh, the actor who plays young Peter returning from the one scene from Guardians Volume 2 and from the start of Guardians Volume 1, uh, acting it out. And they, so all the motions are done and they can just do it. And they, it looks like that cheap, like, 80s animation. Like, they've just farmed this out to whoever could knock it out on time. It's great. But in it's the great. best way, obviously, I pressed yeah. play on it and you saw that animated ship. And I started, like, doubting, like, did I see a trailer for this? I thought this was live action. And, of course, it is. It is. Yeah. It is live action. I I had a lot of fun with this. What's interesting is that James Gunn had the idea for this while shooting Guardians Volume 2, which was way before they did Werewolf by Night. That obviously ended up being the first, what are they calling it, Marvel Studios special presentation. And, yeah, I'd love it if they continue to make these. I mean, runtime... This ended up being a little bit shorter than Werewolf by Night. That one was maybe 50 minutes. This one's yeah. more around the 40-minute mark. Yeah. But that brisk pace, I mean, there's there's no fat on this. You know, they, Absolutely they get not. in there, they set up the premise real quick, and then it's, all right, and we're off. And also, I mean, it's Drax and Mantis's like, special, like, they go off to do the hijinks yes. on behalf of Peter to make him feel better because he still feels, you know, to take Thor Love and Thunder shitty about not being with Gamora anymore because of the whole end game uh, and Infinity War uh, situation. Um, but they don't get a lot to do because in the Guardians films, they get a, they get plenty of to, to do in there. I think they re- real really well received characters, but it's Peter's films, it's Star Lord's films. It's his he's our main point of view character. That's and- that's true, and and no doubt the third movie is going to be that as well. But the plot revolves around his character still. It's yeah, Mantis and Drax wanting to do something 
for him. Yeah. And that's why we end up with the movie introducing Kevin Bacon yeah. as Kevin Bacon, which is a great callback to that first Guardians movie. You know, the, the, the cast is incredible. And the cast, we've all seen it. It's the cast from the movie. We've got yeah. Vin Diesel once again voicing Groot. We've got Bradley Cooper voicing Rocket. Sean Gunn is in here. You mentioned Michael Rooker. They found a way to bring him back. Karen Gillan, Chris Pratt, everybody, everybody's here. So it's not like watching a TV light version of Guardians. It no, looks no. like the movie. I mean, they shot this while shooting Guardians Volume 3, but still, to have this, it's almost as if they've cut it away from that third movie and we're just getting like an early look. It just so happens to take place at Christmas. And you just... I'm watching this, it starts off as a cartoon, and you're like, what is it going to be? And then there's a musical act, and you're like, wow, this really, this really is, I mean, they say holiday special, it really is a Christmas special. Yeah, it there's is. There's so much to like, and the band I weren't familiar with, Old 97s. Apparently it's a band yeah. that uh, James Gunn is a fan of, and we all know he's tasting music. All you need to do yeah. is listen to the soundtracks of his yeah. yeah. Guardians films, but they were great. And I've got to be honest, I'm not a fan of musicals. And we, it, this isn't a musical, but there is musical music. segments or sections. Yeah. And yeah. they are excellent. Like the songs yeah. are really good. Like since watching this special, I've listened to the album on Spotify. It is a yeah. really good album. And Old 97s, they are definitely a highlight. You know, yeah. I did um, see. Somebody ask James, or they didn't so much ask him. Somebody pointed out how they like the fact that they've not just gone with CGI for Groot, they've used practical effects. And James yeah. Gunn was like, Nope, 100% CGI. And you're like, but It looks like wow. a classic style like costume that someone's had to wear because of his dimensions. Which could you think? of a better compliment than to say your CGI character looks like a man in a suit. <laughs> like, no. That's like, perfect. That makes, that's how he perfectly occupies the space. And, like, if you tell all see all uh, special effects guys say that, like, if you didn't realise something was a special effect, especially these days when so much of it is CGI not practical, that is their highest compliment. I didn't realise that was a special effect. Like, that is like top tier that's like yeah I, I did it my job my job i succeeded right there um yeah because that's what i thought as soon as i saw him I'm like did they, did, they, did they put a suit on a guy like because he it's the way it moves the space it occupies all of it the texturing i'm like there's another guy in a suit because i've seen some like amazing cosplayers pull off group so it's not beyond the realm of possibility so yeah that's um that's great. And also, the mu first musical segment has such a great joke. I wrote it down. Um, you know, Pete, he goes, uh, the lead singer of the band, who's a, a Zermit Toko Kolok, weird alien name that's Rhett Miller, the, the lead singer of the band. It's like, oh, thanks for giving us these uh, Earth instruments, Peter. Like, you know, we just got him, but we're just going to think. And then <laughs> they do the whole bit, the whole song. And then his response after during the song, like, nope, you got it wrong. Nah, uh -uh. Um, 
is like is that you can see he's gotten more and more frustrated and his response is just you just got these instruments like <laughs> yeah like, get out of here <laughs> yeah oh it is yeah really like the musical numbers and ah oh, again there's just so much to like i mean this special was released disney plus november 25th and what i didn't realize at the time it serves as the conclusion of phase four of the mcu we've just had black panther wakanda forever which is the 30th mcu film but this is the conclusion of phase four what a way yeah. to go out with a with a holiday special it received positive reviews from critics for its humor guns direction and the performances of Pom Clementine, Dave Batista, and of course Kevin Bacon. I love how I mean obviously this is a this is an exaggerated version. This is like Kevin Bacon clearly having a lot of fun. You know, I read a comment that he made that he only spent time with the actors when they were in full costume. So he didn't hang out with Dave Batista, he was hanging out with Drax. It was Star Lord. <laughs> it wasn't Chris Pratt. He only saw them in costume. But in the in the special, he's been manipulated by Mantis to be chill yeah. and be okay with everything that's going on. When he's released from that, he starts to freak out. But then when the story is shared with him about how much he meant to Star Lord as a kid, he just fully embraces it and he comes back and he performs. You know, he where was he performing on one of the late night chat shows? Kevin Bacon was performing with the old 97s. Like they actually oh, performed man. together. I can't yeah. remember where it was, but it was one, maybe, I think, do you know what? I think it was Jimmy Fallon. I'm pretty sure that's where they performed. But I just love the fact that they're doing this little special and it's getting so much traction. I mean, not only are they end, ending up on one of the late night chat shows in the US, it's got a soundtrack. It's got its own series of pop vinyls. It's not yeah. just like this small thing that Disney have put out. They're really, you know, making a big thing of it, and rightly so. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, you know, his real-life wife, uh, Kara Cedric, is playing herself also. You don't see her on screen. She's communicating through his phone. But, yeah, like, that's... Well, you hear they're, her. They're, they're selling you, it, yeah. If you've seen the, the closer... Character. You yeah. know her voice. <laughs> you know yeah. that it's that it's a, you mentioned young Peter Quill earlier. He was played or voiced by Luke Klein. Yeah. Uh and I like that they didn't do a uh a uh Scott's daughter Cassie in the fact that she's been played in the four what will be four appearances uh with Ant Man Quantumania next yeah. year. By three different actresses. Yeah. The same one for the first two movies. Then when they age her up with the time skip, it's one actress. And then instead of getting her back to play older Cassie, they completely recast her again. Like I'll save judgment until I see it. Cause I do know she's a talented actress who I've seen in was Zombieland. Uh, wasn't it? The... No, I, she was in the movie freaky and she was fantastic in yeah. that Vince Vaughn. She was really good in yeah. that. I don't know. I've seen her in other things, but I still feel like, but you, but you cast her already. Yeah, like, it if is. That was the case. Why didn't you it's cast? In, in, mm. Like, if you were looking for this, the, this type to use to do action sequences in the future, 
that's who you should have used beforehand, not just casting an actress who did a really great job of showing the emotion of like Scott, like, oh my God, Cassie, you grew up, you got big. Like, it's odd, isn't it? There was, that was the most effective be... emotional beat for so many uh, of my friends who were dads yeah. in, when watching that movie. And that actress didn't know she wasn't going to be coming back until they announced. I mean, you've got to think there's something more to it. But yeah, for whatever reason, we're getting yet another Cassie Lang. Did you hear about the about how Disney Plus stuffed up one of the reveals that's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. The, it's those shorts they put out. Um, it's, le- it's legends where it's like a, a little yeah. like catch up series about who the person is, and you know they did it for well they do it for all the characters ahead of like a big screen or small screen appearance. Well, what they accidentally or what they put out there before this special was that it was revealed Mantis is Peter's sister. Yeah, they both ego. have ego as fathers. Yeah. And ahead of this special coming out, Legends revealed it. It is called Legends, isn't it? That's yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what they call it. Anyway, whatever they, whatever they call it, whatever it is, but you could watch on Disney Plus this little catch-up show, and it had that reveal, which fortunately yeah. I didn't know. Got to experience it in this special. And Peter's reaction was perfect. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, that's the best gift I could have gotten because he hasn't got family left. Like, I mean, maybe his uncle, like, uh, who we saw, you know, in both volume one and two, very briefly. That's but, right. Uh, I don't think he's. He, he might be gone. Yeah, I don't think he's been hanging out with you much either. So this is, I take this has been like he was alone. It, yeah, and, and now, now he's we. Got, has Someone. a sister. And it's just, yeah. again, like with this short runtime that it has, it's a Christmas special, and everything you'd want a Christmas special to be, it is. It's funny. Yeah. It's heartfelt. There's music. <laughs> like, it just yeah. it ticks all the boxes, but that was a nice reveal. And I'm glad they did it here, because, again, it was spoiled earlier, but fortunately we weren't spoiled but I'm glad that it wasn't just a dialogue exchange between Mantis and Drax, and we had to wait until Guardians Three for Peter to find out. So it's good. Yeah, same. They, same. Um, they had it here. I also really, really appreciated which, like, I mean, this is canon now, uh, and it makes sense if you know comic book history. But Drax and the son of a bitch who killed his cousin. <laughs> the GoBots are now officially canon in Marvel uh, the MCU. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the GoBots, they are they're owned by Hanna-Barbera, aren't they? So I think that's where the license is, because they were, back in the day, a competitor of Transformers, which yeah. is Hasbro. Did Marvel put some... Robots comics out, maybe they did at some point, but either way, either way, doesn't matter. We see in this somebody dressed as Psykill <laughs> in Hollywood yeah. and Trax is beating him up, <laughs> yeah, because he's like, You son of a bitch! Oh, yeah, uh, and yeah, we get from Mantis the explanation that a gobot killed Trax's cousin, and also timely for this, 
whilst Drax is walking down the street through LA, you know, in front of the man's Chinese theater with all the uh, people dressed up. And someone's like, oh my God, it's Kratos from God of War, because that <laughs> does kind of suit big, bold, big, muscular, bold guy with red markings. Like, yeah, yeah. I could totally make, I can completely understand the uh, the mix up. But yeah, there's lots of little bits like that in this. Oh, there's so much happening. Did you spot the Eternals Easter egg? Yes, yeah, the uh, the not Kingo, the movie poster. Yeah, so when they're walking around Hollywood, you see a billboard for Kingo's Christmas, and it's Christmas with a K. Yeah, and there he is, Commandant Gianni. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, so good. That yeah, was uh, I, I nice, appreciate nice that because that because that's supposed to be in the universe. Like people, people love Bollywood movies, and he's a big Bollywood star. People would know who he is. Like it should, it should make its way in. Oh, you know when we see Kevin Bacon in the opening, and he's at home, yeah. and he's watching yeah. that movie, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yeah, I had to look it up. I was like, sure, that's not real. It's a real film. It's a it real film. Familiar. It looked I've familiar. Never seen it before, but it sounded bonkers. I think it came out fifties, sixties, but yeah, it's actually. A real film. We'd seen Cosmo before, but we get to hear Cosmo voiced by Maria Baklova, who was Borat's daughter in the Borat sequel. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I heard her, like, I'm familiar that Cosmo, as they've been portrayed in previous media, has always been voiced uh, as a male. It's as, as uh, He's a good boy. Yeah. But... Her voice, her like enthusiasm, the the wanting the treat that Rocket has, which is you know a dog biscuit, like perfect, like so like so good. Um, yeah, and finally Cosmo speaks, like finally, you know, yeah, like it's for those of you who've played the recent uh, Square Enix game, like this wouldn't be a shock, but yeah, we Cosmo's appeared in all three. Uh, Guardians uh, releases so far, and this is the first time we've heard her speak. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like finally, and she did such a great job in uh, in Borat. Like, I'm glad to see that she hasn't just fallen off the face of the planet. That she's starting to get she, work, and presumably stole, in Guardians she, Volume Three. Yeah, she stole the show, which I didn't think yeah. could be possible. Like, she absolutely, she was so good in Borat. She was excellent. You know, we've mentioned like Michael Rooker. We know he's a mate of James Gunn, Sean Gunn, who's you know is is great in his own right, doing the mocap, and we get to see him. What's his character called? He's taken over the whistle from Yondu. Well, he's great. That's right. He's great. But Gunn does have a tendency, you know, Nathan Fillion popping up as a character in the first Guardians movie. He brings his mates into his projects. Flula Borg recognised him straight away from the Suicide Squad. He was a character with a javelin. Yeah. He may have even been called Javelin. He's in this as a bartender. And you're watching it thinking, I know this guy. Is he going to be something? No, he's a bartender. That's it. And you're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this is Gunn clearly having fun when he's making this. Yeah. And somebody pointed out online, look, Mark Hamill is in this. He isn't. Yeah, he is. 
no, 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 he isn't. No, 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 no. He absolutely isn't. I've gone back and looked at the screenshot. It does look like Mark Hamill. But Mark Hamill's son, Nathan Hamill, took to Twitter to clear the air that it wasn't his father who appeared in the special. The actor is Troy Beecham. Look up Troy Beecham, squint a little bit, and you'll be like, yeah, I can see a bit of Mark Hamill in there. It absolutely is a Mark Hamill. I for sure thought that it was. Yeah, I thought same. same I even... I even added my notes. I had typed out, Mark Hamill makes an uncredited cameo appearance as Drunk Ravager. I kept it in there, yeah. but below it, I've got the truth. Troy Beecham. Yeah. So there you go. Because that would have been yeah. nice. From the Star Wars holiday special, Mark Hamill, to having him appear here. Only he isn't in this, but it didn't stop people saying that he was. Yeah. It reminds me, I'm currently playing God of War, Ragnarok, and the actor who plays Thor, um, as soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, Josh Brolin? Is that who it is? No, it's the uh, it's one of the guys from uh, Sons of Anarchy, and then when you see the actor and you see the character model for Thor, you're like, oh, they they gave him a red beard, but his voice sounds incredibly Josh Brolin-esque. It's amazing. No relation. No. Yeah. (laughs) And, of course, it fits Thor brilliantly. But, yeah, that's that's how I feel with this revelation. I'm like, wait, it's not? It's not Mark Hamill? After we finish this, go go back and go back and have a look. We've talked about songs that feature in this, but the score was by John Murphy. Yeah. You probably recognise him. He gained recognition... uh, Way back when, working with Guy Ritchie on Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. He did Michael Mann's Miami Vice, Matthew Vaughan's Kick-Ass. He scored various films with Andy Boyle, including 28 Days Later and Sunshine. And those two films, and I believe Kick-Ass, feature that same piece of music. Yes, yes. yes. Adagio in D minor. Pretty sure it features in both, and then it's like it's been in like TV shows, commercials, gets used in film trailers. But that was him. That was John Murphy, and it's that slow build, like piano. Oh, it's so good, and they use it for Big Daddy and Kick Ass, and yeah. But it's weird when when that happens when you associate a piece of music with one thing, and then you hear it used in others, but. I mean, hey, he composed it. It's his. I guess he can. Yeah, he can use it how uh, how he sees fit. But uh, but yeah, the the songs used. I mean, as always, great picks by James Gunn. We've talked about old ninety sevens already. That main song they had. I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. What else do we have? Smashing Pumpkins, Christmas time. The Pogues, Fairy Tale of New York. So he's gone for some real classics here. And Kevin Bacon featuring the old 97s. Here it is, Christmas time. And that's what they played on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Um, and I should have known he could sing because, but I didn't. I'm like, holy crap, is, is this, has he got a side hustle as a, like, as a musician? Because he could really belt out a tune. Honestly, from what I heard, 
he had a lot of fun on this. Like he doesn't typically get approached to do a lot of comedies. I'm yeah. thinking we reviewed R.I.P.D. and he was in that as the bad guy, not necessarily playing a comedic part, but that film you could call it a comedy. It was supposed yeah. to be an action comedy. But yeah, that he's not really done a lot of comedy. Oh, I guess oh Tremors, nineteen ninety. That was a comedy, comedy horror. Yeah. But he wasn't but playing the laughs in that film. But maybe yeah. this could be a turning point because he's approached to do thrillers, dramas. You know, he's that guy. Yeah. But he was really, really entertaining in this. And just yeah. singing that song definitely helped loosen him up. Yeah, I really liked him in this, but I guess yeah. This is it, though. You're not going to get Kevin Bacon playing a Marvel character in no, the MCU. Yeah, I, I did also like that whole thing with uh, with Drax and Mantis when they're on the way back with him. Uh, knowing him as this mighty hero, Kevin Bacon, and having been told about all the plots of his films like yeah. as stories... And they've taken it at face value, only to realize he's a uh, <laughs> an actor. They're the worst. <laughs> I'm like, oh uh, yeah. Oh god, oh, James Gunn. Like you just it's, just <laughs> it's funny. And you know, it and again, it's doing lots of different things. And you know, at its heart, it it is it is a comedy, way more than the Guardians movies are, although they are very funny, but it's supposed to be funny, and it is funny. It's a really yep. good time. It's got some great songs. And again, it does pull at the heartstrings. So if you're going to rate this special out of five. Um, I'm going to come in at a 4.5. Um, hi. The, I have a lot of nostalgia for holiday specials. This is definitely one of the high ends of holiday specials having been subjected to so many of them um i mean the brooklyn 99 like chris holiday specials uh, episodes are always really good um but they're just one episode out of the course of the season where this is like a, a proper special in the way that i grew up with them everyone's having fun uh there is like you said that heartfelt like message that gets uh reiterated and leaves you with the warm and fuzzies music's great Everything. I mean, clearly you can tell. I, I figured they must have been doing this whilst filming Guardians Three for the simple fact that these are full sets. <laughs> money yeah. was spent. Like they they put in more money than they had any need to. Um, and yeah, I just I just loved all of it. I love like it. It really prepped me for getting excited for the movie again. Um, and you know more more of all of these people. I like definitely. Definitely want more. And James Gunn at the moment doesn't seem to be able to do any wrong. How about yourself? You're right about that with James Gunn. I mean, he's Mr. DC now. And it's interesting that he was doing this movie, working on projects for DC, Warner Brothers, and now he's one half of the duo that they have to be their Kevin Feige. And it's great yeah. that it can walk two paths. It can be DC... And Marvel, like, is popping up as a version of himself in the Harley Quinn animated series. He, oh, he's he's doing a lot of the minute. I mean, think back a few years ago, and those tweets were unearthed, and Disney sacked him, 
Warner Brothers yeah. hired him. Daisy took him back. What a journey. What a journey he has been on. Yeah. But he's really, he's delivered something special here. And yeah, like you, I'm going to come in at a 4.5. It's, it really is good, isn't it? It's really good. And it's one of those things where there's a handful of Christmas films that I'll put on every Christmas. And I yeah. can see this being something that, I just come back to each year, just press play in 40, 45 minutes, just watch this special again. I really do think that it's going to have that longevity. It's going to be able to hold up. And it's it's really good. Like it is, yeah, it is really good. Again, he's doing everything that you would expect from a Christmas special. Yeah, this was yeah. an absolute joy. And you mentioned before that the fact that Disney are looking at making more of these special presentations yeah. werewolf by night now this holiday special yes brilliant let's um just keep them going yeah and um just the runtime it's it really is that sweet spot it's like i don't have a lot of time uh like like you could put this on whilst prepping stuff in the kitchen or for when people are coming around like kids can watch it be entertained if parents walk in, they'll be entertained. Like it's, it's exactly what it, and a holiday special needs to hit, uh, because it needs to be a family thing. That's what they they always are. There's no good it being a holiday special like uh, the Dan uh, Harbour uh, Santa Claus sleigh fest <laughs> just came out. As great as that is, like oh, I've that, not that seen is, that yet. I absolutely. Yeah want to go see that violent night that looks excellent yeah. but that's clearly that's clearly like an adult thing not a kid for kids it thing. is absolutely but just on what you just said there like for the most part my wife does watch the mcu with me there's been a couple of the shows that she hasn't seen but she's seen all the films and i said to her hey like do you want to watch this together or i'll just watch it and she's like no you just watch it i'm i'm not too fussed i'll just sit here and go on my phone and she put her phone down. It just watched yeah. it. Like <laughs> yeah. it just it again, it just it works. It is yeah. yeah. James Gunn has done an excellent job with us. Yeah. Well, that's it for our episode all about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. If you'd like to contact us about this episode or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. You've been listening to Luke and Jay, the guys from Sounds Like Comics. See you soon.